Hey guys, welcome back to the Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice. And today I have a special episode that I hope inspires you to think about how you gear your mind to use your career to influence society. To accomplish this goal, I'm going to share an interview I did with Kim Palmer for a special five-part podcast series for her ICT school. You're about to hear episode one where I introduce Kim's work in ICT. Kim has pioneered an ICT school based in Cape Town, but more importantly, she has evolved ICT into Inspired Community Transformer. Simply put, she uses ICT to make a difference in her community. You can check the rest of the series by clicking the link in the episode notes. If you're a woman or man, an entrepreneur, aspiring leader, or anyone who wants to make a difference in their society, well, this episode is for you. Meet Kim Palmer. Enjoy. Welcome to episode one of the On The Ball podcast. Hi, I'm Timothy Maurice, a behavioral psychology author focused on brain and brand power. I've partnered with Kim Palmer to bring you an exciting series where we explore how she built the On The Ball brand, but more importantly, how she overcame her own challenging background and developed herself into one of South Africa's most inspiring academic entrepreneurial leaders. Kim, what a pleasure it is to co-host this podcast with you. Hi, Timothy, and thank you for believing in me and for taking me through this journey. It's been an amazing journey, and I hope that our viewers out there is going to have as much fun as what we've had together. Are you ready? Bit nervous, but I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, in this first episode, we're going to explore your meaning of ICT, which is the title of your book, Inspired Community Transformer. So, firstly... What does ICT mean to you? Why did you name your book ICT? Well, for me, Timothy, ICT has given me so many opportunities in life. It's ever-changing and growth is at a rapid pace. And for me, that means you can't get bored easily and you can imp impact growth faster. So I'm encouraging that through my book to inspire and to transform communities and the people in those communities through ICT. Amazing. Uh, you know, one of the things about this framing of ICT that I love is that it shows ownership. This is not just a random thing you're doing, right? This is something that you're invested in. Like, you see this as purpose, don't you? Definitely. Um, it's it, For me, every day, It's when I get up, that's what I think about, Timothy. It's about that this is what I was born to do. And I got to tell you, anybody out there listening who's thinking about your career, if you can find something that means this much to you, You'll, you will work, but you'll feel differently about it. Take us back to where you grew up. Share a little bit about some of the influences that shaped you. So I grew up in Cape Town. I really love Cape Town. Um, I think we have the best backdrop of Table Mountain. I was born in colored communities from Athlone to Mitchell's Plain to Lansdowne, yeah, all in the Cape Flats. And, you know, I was very much privileged that when apartheid broke a few years after that, we managed to move into a pre-white area called Newlands. So I can really say that I experienced all walks of life. 
And um, my father specifically was very influential in my entrepreneurial journey and even me impacting in that journey in life. Um, you know, me seeing him having many jobs because I'm sure there are many other um, young people out there that can think about their families having to have more than, you know, one job to just survive during those times. And so I was lucky to see that through my father. He literally had about three or four jobs that he was doing. And even through those jobs, he still, you know, did that odd job that was like an entrepreneur. And so, yeah, so that's where, where my journey as an entrepreneur started because that was what I saw. You know, for those who are listening to this from random parts of the world, one thing I love about podcasts, you never know who's listening and from where. Try to describe what a colored township is like, you know, the vibrancy, the mood, the vibe. Because one thing I know from dealing with communities and color communities in Cape Town is that it's very family oriented. No, definitely. I can remember growing up and your neighbor was like your other mother or father and you would literally go to the neighbors and ask for a cup of sugar, you know, if you ran out of sugar. But obviously, if you're in a white area, you, you're not going to go knock on someone's door and go and ask for a cup of sugar, just as an example, Timothy. So definitely it's vast. Um, it's also, you know, you would still see many kids playing in the street. Um, you know, so yeah, those were the really fun days that I can remember of just being in a typical colored community. Was was church a thing? Was were people quite spiritual? Because I know growing up in a Black American, there's a lot of similarities. You know, growing up in a African American neighborhood, almost everybody went to church. I remember growing up as a kid. If I wasn't ready to go to church, I would get beaten by my father. <laughs> Literally, we would have to. I, I'll never forget one time. My sister and I, we stayed up playing the night before, and we were running late for church, and my dad went to get, he made us go get like a little tree limb, like a switch, what we call a switch, and he beat us with it because we were running late for church. Was it similar like that growing up? Wow, um, you're actually really taking me back now. Yes, I remember just like literally able to walk and talk, and the neighbor over the road um um, the husband was actually a preacher and so my mom would send me like literally I think I was about two with them to church every single Sunday and go to Sunday school and you're 100% correct it was an every Sunday thing mom would make sure that the clothes everything your shoes you know your Sunday best was, was put out those um, beautiful um, you know concerts at the end of the year that everybody in the community would come and support and Definitely, um, that is what the colored community was all about. Very much spiritual, being there for one another. And even the Muslims, you know, in the um, in the community, we would literally celebrate together our cultures, you know. When they would be doing Eid or fasting, then we would definitely, they call it, you get your barakat, you know, or your buba coming to you. Um, so neighbors would be neighborly sharing with one another. Wow. So there was even diversity in the community growing up. Definitely, Yes. You've had a few critical people who have come into your life to help guide your ICT journey. Is there anyone you want to acknowledge or you want to highlight? So I've been very fortunate. Um, from the first time when I started out in ICT, my first startup, I had Brian Hendricks, who became my first mentor in the ICT sector. From when I landed my first ICT job, Warren Hansen and Jeff Hoy, who gave me my first opportunity. And then during, you know, the one that really stands out for me right now, just because of where I am in my entrepreneurial journey that I've taken for 20 years right now, is Sandra Dunkson from America. Um, she came to UCT and she was a consultant and being a woman of color, 
and a woman, firstly, you know, having her own business, that just really resonated with me. And I was so impressed with her, with her ability to tell me, Kim, you can earn your own salary. Kim, you can pay for your own benefits. You can have your own house. And no, Kim, you do not need to be married at 25 and have kids. (laughs) I'm amazed at how one person or a couple people can come along and transform everything. And I'm sure... There are so many young people, which you've talked about in the book, who you're that person for, right? Like you are the Sandra in their life. And you, how many, because how many kids have you told you don't have to get pregnant and have a baby at 21 years old? You are so right. And that's why I'm so grateful for that journey with Sandra, because what she invested in me made me want to do it for so many others. And that really has been resonating with me for life. I mean, she gave me the opportunity to travel, to go overseas, to see the world, to see that the, that South Africa is, is, is minute compared to what the world could offer. And, and so that is what I'm trying to do now. And that is what I'm hoping to do with my book as well, is to encourage our young people in this country to, to basically see the world as I now see it because of Sandra's opportunity. Isn't it crazy just... Because back then, when you went to New York, you went to the U.S., ICT, you know, has evolved dramatically. Think about it. There was no Zoom back then. Was there Skype? Um, it was, but, you know, our internet connectivity was dial-up still. <laughs> so that was a bit of a problem, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> So it was foreign for between, you know. You would literally still be using the phone to phone people, yeah. I'm I'm amazed at just how small the world has become because now you can work from anywhere. If a young person is listening to this, you know, before you even go to New York, you could have relationships with people and thriving with these transatlantic relationships. And this is an exciting time for ICT. Before we move on to the next question, I have to say that you unpack your New York trip in the book. And there was a moment where you guys land in Atlanta that I love. Just kind of highlight a little bit. You know, we're not going to tell the whole story, but highlight a little bit because you kind of felt out of place a little bit. So just before leaving, right, Sander told us that you guys are going to be blown away, but oh my goodness, we'll be blown away. Just already landing at the airport and seeing firstly how big it is and you know, that you actually have to take a train to even just get to where you need to be inside the airport. That was already mind-blowing for us. Remember, we've been sitting on a flight as well for over 20 hours, our longest flight ever as well. And um, yeah, but definitely, um, you know, um, what stood out for me the most was the fact that just how big everything is you know that's all i can say they need to read more in the book but just that everything is bigger and faster (laughs) and i okay i'm not going to go further because there's a funny part but you have to read the book so your first piece of technology something that as a teenager sort of transformed your life and i think a lot of teenagers will be able to relate to this just share a little bit about uh, that piece of technology what is it called again so I had a Philips phone. It had a little flap on it as well. You know, that time the flaps were all in. Um, it was very big and heavy. Um, but for me, it felt like I had a piece of independence, you know. Um, 
as, as most young people, you know, when you have that first crush or that first, you know, puppy love, as they call it, you want to have that privacy to communicate or at least talk to the person. And so unfortunately, in our household, the phone was in my parents' bedroom. And so for me to be able to receive a call, you know, with this new device that I received, that just made me feel empowered. <laughs> I'm imagining like, because, you know, puppy love back then was a powerful love, right? Like, if you're on the phone with somebody who you like, it's deep, right? And a phone to free you from the from the bedroom to your own room, mm, I don't even want to know what you talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> How did you get into ICT to begin with? Well, funny enough, you know, at the time, um, I couldn't even put a computer on. I couldn't even use a computer. And um, it was the most up-and-coming careers in, in South Africa at that time. And I'm talking about 20 years ago. And so my father actually introduced me into ICT. Um, I had been accepted at University of Cape Town, UCT, and I was going to go and study to become a BCom Chartered Accountant. That was what I was aspiring to. That is what I was dreaming towards. I'd received the letter. But unfortunately, you know, um, in that month, me receiving the letter, um, my dad was ill. Um, you know, he had to go for, for a procedure. And then a month later, he kind of broke the news to me that, Kim, unfortunately, you going to university, you know, it's just not going to make financial sense. He was just not prepared to let me go through a student loan and pay off loans. I mean, I'm sure there's many other young people out there that are going through that right now where you've got your degrees, but now instead of starting your life, you now have to pay off debt. And there's a lot of debt. I mean, even the Obamas, I don't know if you ever heard the story, but at some stage, they were a few hundred thousand dollars in debt while he was running for president. Imagine all those years he still had all that debt hanging over him. And people don't realize that. It's a global problem from people who come from previously disadvantaged communities. I had to pay for my own school. It's a, it's a real thing. So your father was trying to shield you from that. Correct. And obviously at the time I didn't, you know feel that and, and how many of us feel that you know with our parents um, but um, but I can thank him today because you know he saw the future he saw the future careers in technology and so that's actually how my, my journey started and that's where I then went into a career of ICT and today I'm so grateful for that I know that UCT played a big role somehow you ended up uh, working at UCT and there was a moment where you were you know you were in a division that helped bring all sort of registrations online with IT. Tell a little bit about what UCT has meant to you and your journey with them. Wow. Thank you for that question, Timothy. You know, UCT is, is a pivotal role in my life because I really think that it gave me the foundation that I needed to go into entrepreneurship and to be where I am today. I really learned at UCT, firstly, how important technology is because they use it in every aspect, you know, from the libraries right through to academia. And as you mentioned, I was involved in the project called PeopleSoft, where we, where we basically took the academic, you know, where people would register literally with paper, fill out application forms, come in and drop it to where they now could do everything online from completing registrations to being put into a class online to paying for their fees online, everything 
online. And it wasn't an easy task, but it was something that really prepared me, you know, for where I am today. And um, the other, just something else to mention is that UCT also gave me the freedom to explore and to give ideas and to share ideas. And so that allowed me too to think bigger and to, to see potential within myself. And I got to tell you, you may or may not appreciate this, but it's just one of the most beautiful campuses in the world, just like nestled on the side of a mountain. And I just feel from what, you know, you've written in your book that it's just meant more than you can even realize. So many of your incredible relationships were made there, right? You met some of the most unbelievable people at that time. Where where did you meet your husband, by the way? At UCT. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This journey, uh, Kim, I know you make it look easy, but it hasn't been easy. How have you kept your head above water when things were tough and you had the weight of the world on your shoulders? I mean, this book, we're going to, this book, this podcast series, we're going to go into quite a bit about your journey. But just touch on when you, many people would have given up, you didn't. What did you do? Well, uh, you know, Timothy, there's no no easy answer to, to say it, but it's about your purpose. You know, I just knew that the purpose that I was intended to do and, um, you know, was bigger than myself. I realized that, you know, and then um, and secondly, also, you know, I kept on thinking that I couldn't disappoint my family and my communities that believed in me. They were people that have supported my journey throughout my life. And so for me, that encouraged me to, to stay grounded and to stay, you know, in my faith. I'm, I'm really spiritual in my thinking and in the way I do life. And so prayer and counsel has always been my guidance in really tough situations. And, and that is what I'm still using today. So you're trying to tell me there were nights when you were on your knees in long, prayerful quiet moments where you forced your husband out the room no kids no nothing it's just you and prayer there are many times that i do that yes and i'm playing that gospel music and i'm (laughs) fasting i am doing it i'm being open and honest about that yes because i needed it to get my soul and my mind right because i do believe that if your mind and your heart is not in center you cannot yourself make a difference out there to others. And so for me to get my mind and my heart centered so that I can move forward in whatever purpose I have to do, that's important. I love you, Mommy, with all my heart. I love you very much. Oh, I love you too, James. Thank you for your leadership as a woman of integrity. It has really meant a lot to me to have a woman like you being an integral part in my life journey. And this is all because of the example that I had, obviously, in my case, growing up and looking up to you and then also experiencing your love and your commitment. See why this podcast series is so powerful and inspiring. This is only episode one. In upcoming episodes, we will be discussing how you started on the Ball College. We'll meet some of the inspiring people who have graduated and gone on to make an impact in the community themselves. You'll share your ideas for having a female manifesto. And finally, in our final episode, we're going to look at future trends in ICT and how to future-proof yourself by incorporating the power of ICT. Thanks so much, Kim, for being the woman that you are. And thank you, Timothy, for this opportunity. 
And thanks to everyone listening and following this series. Please share this episode and upcoming episodes with someone who wants to make a difference in their community and want to know a little bit more about ICT. Thanks so much for listening. And do check out the remainder of the series by clicking on the episode notes. Until next time.